Hey friends, welcome back to Sober Curious Adventures. I'm your co-host Christina, and today is December 6, 2023. I'm your other co-host, Cousin Lala, coming back after a little bit of a break. How was your recent camping trip, Cousin? It was quite interesting. <laughs> I sounded like uh, an uncanny... Oh man, I don't remember what... I... Like, uncanny what? Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. I sounded like a character from that. But no, my camping trip was it was good. It was great. And I had a lot of I had a Kylie Jenner year in three days where I just realized a bunch of things. How was your weekend? I mean, it was pretty average, but you're gonna have to break down what is a Kylie Jenner year? I don't get that metric. You need to get on the internet more, cousin. Okay, so a Kylie Jenner year is when you just realize things, she did an interview, it was a few years back, where she just kept saying, I just want to, like, realize things. This year, I'm going to realize things. I didn't like what I realized this weekend. So so what did you come to realize upon your, your camping trip? And also, did you stay sober during the camping trip? Because I know that there's no better place to do drugs than in the woods. I learned that sobriety is fun. I also learned that once you lose it, you have to start over again. Ooh. Ooh, so does that mean does that mean you partook in cannabis or um or other drugs? We can say derivatives of cannabis, but not bud bud <laughs> i started when i said that but not bud no well not during the camping trip so unfortunately there there is no day 31 we're back on day zero and we've been on day zero for a few days but that's what i wanted to segue into sober curiosity has really changed my mind on a lot of things mainly my relationship with cannabis I, I'm starting to realize I was in in a abusive relationship and both of us hit each other. What? Whoa. Whoa. So, all right, let's break that down a little further. So how did you, yeah, how do you hit cannabis and how does cannabis hit you? If that's what you're, if that's what you're implying. You know, mm. Well, not well, okay. You know what? We'll take it back. It wasn't a DV situation. It was more of toxic, toxic. How would you even say that? See, it was more like toxic rooting me on. <laughs> I don't, I don't know the words right now, but yeah, my relationship with cannabis is not one that I want to be a part of anymore. Or we can, you know, we can just be friends that we see, that see each other maybe every once in a while, once a year. It's, I have a new fractured relationship with cannabis. It doesn't make me feel great. I'll just say that. It doesn't make me feel good anymore. It makes me feel couch locked, unproductive. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't like realizing that. I didn't like, I didn't like that. It was, it was like I was trying to chase a normal, 
a normalcy that I thought was normal, but it was very chaotic. And going back, making like back steps. Yeah, that was not it. Like, I'm still very sober curious, but I don't think I want to partake if I'm not, you know, just to partake. Would you say that during your camping trip that the cannabis helped um, elevate the camping trip? Uh, or did it... Yeah, what, what were the effects of cannabis on your trip? Okay, so... For the trip, it didn't really do much for me. It probably made things unsafe when I think of that. <laughs> like, is, who goes hiking for three hours with, like, off the trail? And then you have to use Google Maps, Google Maps to come back. That's funny. Me, I did that. But um, it didn't really do much for me at all. Like, thinking, like, looking back on the past few days, not, like... It didn't elevate any situation. It just made you. It just made you just feel there. Like I felt. Just there. But I wasn't doing anything. There was no purpose. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, When I broke my sobriety. Like. When I broke it. There was not much to it. And. It didn't feel any different. Is, is it true when you broke your sobriety it wasn't with like actual nugs it was with like edibles and pens is that correct that that is correct um you know i never really liked edibles i didn't feel i didn't feel like it hit right but then when i had the like the way i consumed cannabis right after the tea break i can see how the edibles hit me and how it looked funny to everybody else. But when I was there, it just just made me sleepy. And But I felt awake. That was the thing. Like, I knew what everyone was talking about. It's just that my body was sleepy. And I didn't like that. So I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Well, do you feel like if he would have smoked flour, it would have been an improved high or improved experience? Or do you, do you feel like it had made no difference? I don't feel like it made any difference I think after that really like that tea break I really did you know push myself and try I think that was my Kylie Jenner moment (laughs) of realizing things like we didn't it didn't do much like it didn't do anything for me really when when I think about that pros and cons list I did last year like when I think of this like journey not even this journey when i think about this one experience this weekend it it didn't do anything like there's no pros or cons it was just okay here i am so yeah can't i don't know man (laughs) i don't know what's happening did you take any psychedelics like mushrooms while you're on the camping trip i did not i i barely wanted to smoke because I didn't think the experience, I th- maybe I psyched myself out a little bit. I didn't think the experience would be good if I smoked, but it was neither good nor bad after smoking. It was just being there. I don't know how to explain that. Like that, I've never had to explain being high, but confused in a confused manner. Cause I know I'm not talking very fluidly. 
because it was just a weird experience like it didn't elevate me it didn't make me want to not be there it didn't there was no type of euphoria or escapism it was just i was locked i was locked in my body so i wouldn't say i was terrified or anything i just didn't feel anything maybe maybe that's you know you know when you first smoke like your first virgin smoke you don't feel they say you don't feel anything and that's true you don't i guess i was feeling that but somehow it made me feel indifferent towards cannabis but i will say i do like the sober curious lifestyle because i'm not aiming to be sober but i can see how 30 days of sobriety can change a relationship see for for me i always you know i'm i am still sober for those that are curious uh-huh. um but i always feel like when i return to cannabis i want it to be an almost like psychedelic experience like i want to some people would say get violently high, but I want to get high enough to where, yeah, I mean, like, typically cannabis is like a low-grade psychedelic, but I want it to to be like a full-on psychedelic experience. And, uh, I mean, that's not going to be for a while. But, um, I mean, speak of, speaking of people that are, you know, recently not sober anymore, your brother um, started smoking cannabis again, and he, he described it as kind of a return to form, and he's like, Ah, oh, this is comforting. This is like, you know, this is this is right where I belong. This is like, uh, it's like this old feeling again. So, did you? Obviously, so it's like, it's not your your first time getting high, all right? This is like, this is not a new feeling. So you you didn't experience that at all. Like you didn't experience like a return to to anything that you've felt before. No, <laughs> simply no. It didn't feel like I was returning to anything. It just, it didn't feel like anything. I think that's what it is. There was no, there was no point of, oh, I feel at home. I think, you know, that the past 30 days, I I thought a lot about making a change. And so that may have dampered my, you know, my initial thoughts on smoking again. But afterwards, you know, like I didn't, it was nothing like there was nothing there it's like you were waiting so long to have this prize but the waiting was better than actually getting the prize so i think that's where that's where i'm at but then again you have to think about other people like sobriety is a personal thing and then when you're just so i'm just sober curious but you know i'm kind of thinking i do want to live a sober lifestyle but let's let's hop onto this topic. I have been drinking wine. And I do enjoy it quite a lot. But I always wonder in the back of my head, is this is this the slippery slope soccer moms get into? Yeah, I mean we discussed this over Waffle House. Shout out Waffle House. Um that soccer moms kind of get into this this wino lifestyle. And I, I told uh I told our co-host that I think as long as she doesn't mix it with pills, I think as long as you keep, you know, wine as wine, you know, in vino veritas, as they say, I think, I think there's no problem with it. I mean, how much wine are you consuming now on average, like daily? So I will, I will say I started drinking wine a week 
or the oh i started drinking wine right after thanksgiving it wasn't even a week so it's been two weeks now something like that so um after thanksgiving i'll say that monday after thanksgiving i started drinking wine so i bought one bottle on monday and then i finished it wednesday and then i had oh crap i bought another bottle the next day so then thursday i bought a bottle but i and i finished that one on the next day and then i didn't drink for those two days but then last week i had bought a bottle and i finished it in a day so i've been drinking bottles of wine i guess and then i started looking up people and how much wine is acceptable apparently you're only supposed to drink two bottles a week max but i can easily kill a bottle and i will say this about wine you only need two glasses because when i did kill that last bottle of wine i was like "Mm, i think i felt a better buzz after drinking two glasses so i think i'm chasing a buzz at the end of the day not necessarily cannabis but just a buzz and I, I might have to dial back on that. Wow, so many questions now. So, first off, do you um, do you kill the bottle by yourself, or do you share it with your husband? I kill that bitch on my own. Damn. So, what's a standard? Yeah, let's get into the economics, the measurements of wine. So, how much? What's the average bottle cost? I know they get insane, like, like a fucking a wine bottle discovered at the bottom of the Caspian Sea or whatever. It's never been touched for a couple hundred years, right? And then you have like the box wines, right? So what's the what's the average price of of per bottle that you get? Um I'm drinking Aldi wine. <laughs> so I'm only spending around $10 a bottle. Um I haven't you know, I haven't really looked into what everyone else is drinking. I used to drink Roscato, but only on holidays. And I don't know. That's around $10 as well. So $10 mark. So last episode, I remember you mentioned that you're, you mentioned that you're getting into wine and you're like, it's, you know, you like the taste. We talked about the, the foot profile of the wine. Um, but is it, you said it's more like you're after the buzz. So is it the Aldi wine? Is it like, is it tasty or is it more, are you more for the buzz of the, of the wine? I'm just into cold, tasty wine cold tasty sweet wine um i don't even think i'm chasing a buzz when i drink okay so we had alcohol at camp right and the alcohol that i had it i believe it was salvadorian wine or not wine but like a gin vodka something like that and it tasted really good i can taste how you know the notes in it it was like licorice, but then there was a citrus taste behind it. And I really like that because when I would take shots before, I would just get it down as quick as possible with a chaser. But then this time around when I had it, I really savored the shot, like the taste of the shot. And I, I found that weird. So with wine, I do the same thing. Like I try to drink it as like, you know, properly, like how they try to recommend to drink it, like smelling it and looking at it and stuff. And I know it's $10 cheap wine, but you can taste like different notes. So that's, I think that's what I'm more interested in right now. Because with, you know, cannabis, it's like, okay, anybody can name this strain. And after a while, it just became all the same thing. So 
I think I'm trying something new. Maybe it's a hobby. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a hobby. Do you aerate your wine? You heard of that? You aerate your wine? Hell yes, I do. No, I really do aerate my wine. Um, I'm also thinking about buying a decanter and actually using the proper the proper glasses for each wine. So when you aerate your wine, do you have those little devices, air, wine aerators, or do you, do you use a different method? I use the broke girl method where I take my, what is that, espresso mixer or frother, milk frother, and I froth the shit out of my wine. Interesting. Interesting. Do you keep your wine bottles slash wine corks? I don't. I don't like that. Because I'm going to buy another bottle of wine. Why am I going to keep it? Like, that brings me back to hoarding. And yeah, no, that's not acceptable. You know, like at your brother's house, he collects his like alcohol bottles and he lines them on top of the cabinet kind of deal. There are some people that like they collect their wine corks and they put it in like this cheesy little little decanter bucket just to like show off. Yeah. Or wine corks. I don't see the point of that because if you just keep if you find your favorite wine and you keep buying it, it's all the same thing. Like just get rid of it. But I don't like clutter. That's like that's one of my biggest. Okay, in my home, everything has a home, and they can stay in that home, and they can stay in my home as long as they live in their home. Yeah. But the secret messy room in my home is my closet, my personal closet, and no one will ever see that. So, yeah, that was my little tangent on clutter. I hate that shit. Yeah, come to think of it, I've never seen your closet. I always, when I get my own home, I always want to put, like, a secret room. Like, hide a little secret room in in my house. But I guess, uh, I guess you have that. Is it like, um, is it like a little panic room? It's a panicked room, for sure. Um, so I got to get this off my chest. This is totally random, but I always, I have ideas. I have concepts for like restaurants sometimes. Um, this new one in my head is, it's been bugging me. So I thought I'd get it out on the podcast. So I wanted to take the fast food chain Wendy's and change the color scheme. And instead of it red, I want it to be indigo and then I would call it Wendigo. So when Dinka and, and it would, instead of the redheaded girl, it would be the mythozoological creature Wendigo. And other than that, it'd be like the same products. You know, I was ready to meet a Wendigo during this camping trip. Unfortunately, I did not. All I heard was a bunch of coyotes. And then I kept asking, "Oh, do you think the coyotes are going to get us?" They're not. And that was kind of disappointing because I spent the whole week looking up scary, like scary videos. Oh, oh, my favorite one. If you ever go on scary talk, uh, there's this lady who talks about shapeshifters and how one is always taking the shape of her husband and she would record things. But I'm like, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, bitch, that's your husband just standing back there. Um, what? Oh, she's in the Appalachian area. So, I don't know. I went really deep, deep into that hole. Like, it's like if you hear if you hear someone calling you in the woods, no, you didn't. 
Like it's it's these sayings. If you hear someone, no, you didn't. If you see something, no, you didn't. And like never, oh, don't ro- don't walk. I mean, don't run, walk. And then there's one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Okay, if you hear someone call you, no, you didn't. If you see something, no, you didn't. Oh, don't whistle in the woods. I want to go to Appalachia. I really do. I want to. I just want to see some. I want to see something. Okay, but back to that lady. So she had that one shift shifter of her husband and then she was visiting i want to say it was like a late uncle's farm and she heard the appellation hey where someone was calling her but it didn't sound right so i wanted to experience that but i didn't damn dude so how come you can't run or whistle what if you run and whistle like what's what's the what's the reason behind that i think you just you know you just blow up into pink dust no, I'm just kidding. No, I don't. I don't know. They, it's they have a lot of things happening there. Like if you watch Appalachian scary videos, they always close their curtains and they don't look out the window. Like we have a thing like that in our culture, but I don't want to talk about that because something scary happened in my childhood home, <laughs> and I'll never, I'll never not think about it. Ooh, do you want to dive into that this episode? Because I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll let me let me kind of break the ice by saying like you know there's a lot of superstitious things in Asian cultures, but one thing that I found out recently is you're not supposed to sleep in a room with a chair in it, an empty chair. Do you hear that? Yeah, because you you'll have a visitor. Ooh, you didn't know spooky. that. Ooh, ooh, what else? Uh, do you sleep with your head facing the door? No, hundred percent. But there's also a fucking chair in the room. <laughs> We have a oh, okay. Just cover it. You just cover it. What? So you just like put some books on the chair or some shit? Yeah. So no one else will sit in it. You don't want the ghost to sit in it. But what if the, what if the chair is facing away and it's like tucked into a desk? I suggest just don't look at it at night. <laughs> just don't look at that shit. Damn, that's fucking crazy, dude. Damn. You never had scary. You never had scary scaries happen to you. All right. I mean, technically, I don't, maybe I don't remember, I don't know, or maybe, uh, yeah, the the spirits just don't fuck with me, but do you mind breaking down what happened in your childhood home home? Oh my God, that shit is so scary. Okay, here we go. Yeah, this this is a story that'll sober you up, just to, we're sticking with the theme. Oh, there were, okay, there were several things wrong with that house. No, for real, like, there was several things wrong with that house, and... And, you know, my mom only believed me right when we moved out. The day we moved out, she was like, oh, all those things were real. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, which story do you want to hear? There were several stories. Give me the one. Give me, just just throw out one. Okay, so. Okay, remember how there. It was the living room. And then there was a the dining room. Uh-huh, and then there was that window. big window in the back. So, our uncle. Our uncle would come to our house at night some nights he would just come randomly but he would enter through the back gate or he would jump the back gate and so me and my younger brother were watching harry potter the first one on dvd (laughs) and um we were watching it and it got to the troll part where the troll was you know going after hermione and so it was me and my younger brother we were sitting under the blanket and it was kind of raining that night so it was kind of weird but then the rain, like the rain had stopped and the thunder had stopped by the time we got to Hermione getting beaten up by a troll. 
and you know we, we just felt something weird like there was something weird but we wanted to stay up and watch freaking harry potter i love harry potter but we, we stayed up watching harry potter and then we hear like banging on the back window and it was a big window like that was a big fucking window and it went from one side to the other so from right to left like as if someone was running on the back patio and then me and my brother looked at each other and then we're like dad we screamed for dad like dad help we were frozen like that flight or fight we didn't know about that then and so we were just frozen there and then my dad ran to the back with a bat nothing there was no one there and he was he was calling out for my uncle he said hey if you're here it's okay we're not mad you just scared the kids nothing he went out with a flashlight looked all around the yard he even went to the side gate to see if it was like messed with nothing and then we never talked about that night after that you know one thing i always thought was spooky is like the back of your house or much like your house right now but like the back of your childhood house was it was just like forest you know it was like a bayou forest kind of deal oh yeah like like people were back there i remember when we we were kids and like mama would get mad at us and she would throw our toys in the back of the bayou or the back fence. Okay, so that was one scary incident. Another scary incident happened for a span of like six years. Yeah. <laughs> like it was okay, so remember how my brother had one of the rooms and then we were sharing that room and my grandpa and grandma were living with us and then they had moved out. And so Adam oh <laughs> I hate naming names. And so my brother had got one room and then my aunt and cousins that were living with us they would got the other room and so i was in the living room for a while okay so when i was younger i would hear crying i would be in one of those rooms me and my brother shared a room and i would hear crying in the kitchen yeah I would, and so you know it was a girl crying but i would tell my mom like was because joshua was a kid then like a little a little kid and said so like was was Joshua crying in the in the kitchen last night, Mom? And my mom would be like, what are you talking about? And, you know, I was a shy kid, so I never, you know, if you didn't answer me then, I, I didn't get an answer. And so I always thought that was weird. Then Auntie Sylvia, she started hearing crying when she moved in, and she thought it was me. And so she would go out in the kitchen at night and look for me, because I remember her one day, like, you know, she opened the, or she went to the living room and was like, Oh, Christina, are you okay? Like, I, I heard you crying. Are you okay, baby? I was like, Auntie, I wasn't crying. Like, I was asleep. Like, you just woke me up. And then that year, that same year, her brother had died. And she was in the home alone. And she said, like, all the, you know, like, the cupboards, they had opened. So, I don't know. There was something There was something weird with that house. And then another incident. Wait, so, so, before that, was this... With the cupboards opening, was that before or after paranormal activity? This was way before, like before, before. Like when I left that house, I was 13. Paranormal activity didn't come out until I was 17. Or I wasn't even 13, I was like 12. So yeah. Remind me of the layout. So you're, I remember that you had your little bed under the nook because there's like uh, the, bar, the, yeah, the, the last, right? It was like the Last Supper. It was under the, uh, it was like the Last Supper kind of painting sculpture. It was under the bar and you had your little nook, but did your, so your, your brother slept in the same room? 
Yeah, my brother slept in the same room. Dude, what's fucked up is like, dude, you know how we're like, don't sleep in the same room with the chair? Like, you're literally surrounded by chairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the fuck? I don't even know how I was able to sleep on my own in that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when I think of that, like, how the fuck was I able to do that? Yeah. And so another incident, my mom had heard crying and she thought it was Auntie Sylvia. No, like it was a little girl. And she was like, as because my mom's deaf, right? So she's like, as I got closer to the kitchen, it sounded like a little girl. And I stopped in the hallway and I turned around and went back to bed. <laughs> like that is smart as fuck. Like I'm over here trying to fucking investigate. So, okay. Speaking of investigating, did you ever come down to the bottom of it? Like, did you ever find out what it was or any speculations as to what it was? A little girl had died in that house. For sure. Yeah. Before. Okay. So we were the third owners. And then my mom's friends were the second owners and they were, they bought it from a young couple. And so, you know, we did some digging. A little girl did die in that house or outside the house somewhere. She died. And so that, I think that's what we were hearing. But you know how my mom's really religious. So when we moved out of that house, we had that altar like over the fireplace mm-hmm. She had moved a candle because I kept telling her, I'm like, mom, there's something here. Like, you know what I mean? And she kept telling me, ignore it. Don't talk to it or whatever. You'll get possessed. She moved the candle and there was an upside down like cross in in this like uh, candle set. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, I'm glad we're leaving. So I don't know. That was the haunt. Like that things are haunted. Like, you know, it didn't follow us to the new house that we moved to, but but yeah, I, I, I have memories of hearing a girl crying in the kitchen in the middle of the night. Do you think saging works? Do you believe in that saging? I've never saged anything ever in my life, so no. So I'll give you the one experience I had with saging. So um, in the coffee shop that I used to own, we... Um, like when we first opened it, we had a priest bless it. It was kind of... It was, it was I, was whole, there. I was there for that. It, it, was, it was a whole ceremony. And... Um, I don't know, two years into it, uh, my business partner kind of developed a friendship with like an older Hispanic lady that was like really superstitious and religious. And, you know, we were getting some kind of, um, not like necessarily like business bad luck, but it was just like kind of bad luck in general. And we were wanting to, um, oh, I'll give you the full story. So uh, in addition to like the bad luck or whatever, uh, this dude was literally murdered in the parking lot beside our beside our coffee shop. He was shot in his car, and we were just kind of freaked out about that. So she had the old lady sage it, and you know we had to open both doors. She was just like saging every corner, but I kind of it was so funny because I I saw like just I was kind of skeptical of it. But um, when she finished the staging, she went from front to back, and when she got to the back, she's like open both doors. And so we open the front, we, you know, we prop it open with a stool and then we prop open the back door. And as soon as she steps in the back door, she's like the sage, like starts burning like crazy. And she's like, Oh my God, the spirits are here. Uh, and then, and then my business partner is like, yeah, that, you know, cause you're in the back that's closer to where you got shot. And in my mind, I'm like, well, dude, we just opened both doors. There's a draft. There's a big ass draft. Of course the flame is going to fucking. Uh, so uh, at the end it was like, ah, this is kind of like kind of i mean it was nice it smelled nice but it was kind of like pseudo bullshit you know it made the it made the shop smell like sage like the next day i've never like that's pretty interesting that is actually an interesting story i didn't know someone died in the parking lot 
such a new parking lot too. Mm-hmm. As per that spiritual like saging and stuff, I I grew up in a Roman Catholic household, so you know we didn't do that. <laughs> uh, like even crystals, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't believe in like you know. I okay. So here's the thing. I do collect rocks, but I, mm, I don't collect crystals. I don't believe in that kind of energy. Okay, well, what do you think about like when the priest like kind of splashes holy water everywhere? Do you think that's like our version of saging? That is most definitely our version of saging. But you're trying to, I mean, I guess it is nice to bless things as per like spirits and stuff living in your home. I mean, I don't know how that really works. I mean, considering I did grow up in a haunted house in a way. Like, I don't think, I, I'm i a big believer of if you see it and you can't explain it, it didn't happen. So, yeah, like, I've never staged this home. I don't think I will. It's a new home. Like, it's a new build. So, my theory is if it ever gets haunted, someone invited that shit. You know what I mean? Like, someone was summoning spirits in the restroom. Yeah. So, I should probably put a sign up for people not to do that. Yeah, I mean, let's go there. So technically, though, it, one person has died in this house. There's natural causes, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think what what makes a person haunt a specific geographic location? Is it like is it like they they died in a traumatic way? Like, for example, in your childhood home, the girl that was crying. Do you think she died in a traumatic fashion? Did you find out? Um, I it was probably a sickness, but I want to think that oh, she never. Her parents loved her so much that she couldn't get over it or she couldn't understand. Like, I think that's what that is. Because when I think of, you know, life after death, yeah, I I think we go somewhere. I don't know where, but we go somewhere. But as per the natural death that occurred in this home, you know, I hope I don't see (laughs) anything. Like so, I mean, you said you hope you don't see. So that means you haven't seen anything as of as of yet. I'm scared to talk about it because we're upstairs. Ooh. I'm not joking when I say that because I have seen things. Like, I have seen things. Ooh, I got the I got the heebie-jeebies. Get the heebies. Oh yeah, I have the goose pimples happening right now. Like, oh my god, I feel like we're being watched. Like, I feel like someone's watching us right now. Oh my god, cousin. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> okay, so I have seen right, things. Down, okay, so it was my aunt that, you know, my elder, I was taking care of an older older person. Like she was elderly. Um but my mother-in-law used to live with us. And uh before my auntie passed, you know, she she was already sick type of deal. Like that, and I think that's a weird thing. Like I think that's a trauma I have because I always end up taking care of sick people, but I don't mind it. Like I really do care for people. But before my aunt passed, she would say she would see her sister. Yeah, here's the deal: my aunt was blind. Yeah, and uh, one day I was sitting upstairs while she was showering. Or whatever, like she was, you know, taking a bath because she liked to bathe. And so uh, I was just on my phone and then I saw something pink 
in the shape of a human like standing by the stairs and I was like oh my god like I don't want to look up <laughs> like I didn't want to look up because that that was like the shape of my mother-in-law but my mother-in-law had already passed and I didn't oh my god like my freaking like I feel goose pimples and so um I remember a friend had called me and I was telling my friend, I was like, I don't want to move from where I'm at, but I need to help my aunt out of the the bath. And so I finally mustered up that, you know, I mustered that strength up and I went and like walked past the couches into my aunt's restroom. But that's one thing I've seen. Um, after my aunt passed... I had, I would say it was, I don't know, dude. It was a dream, but it didn't feel like a dream. I'm actually not sure if it happened or not. Like, like that's, that's the extent of like how real this was, but I'm not sure if it was a dream or not. So after she had passed, you know, we do that 90 days of mourning. So I was doing my 30 days of prayer for her. And then, uh, I guess it was like one of those nights I fell asleep because I'm so for real when I say I don't know if this is a dream or not. So um, I had got out of bed. So, so once again, I don't know if it's a dream or not, but what happened was I had got out of bed and I had seen my aunt sitting like in her seat or whatever. And then I was confused because I was like, my aunt just passed. Like, what, what the fuck's happening? You know what I mean? And it was like she was saying hi to me and goodbye. But then I woke up. But when I woke up, like, all I can remember was I was standing, like, by my bed. So I don't know what the fuck that was about. And, oh, my God, I haven't thought about that since, like, a few months ago. <laughs> so, so yeah. I don't want to say my house is haunted because it's not. I just want to think that, oh, sometimes, you know, she was really saying bye. Because, you know, you know, I really took care of her. And so I, I guess that was, like, a way of her saying, like, it's okay. Because after she died, I felt really lonely. I was like, aw. Like, I was like, aw. Because I, I did look forward to, you know, talking with her every day. Like, her telling me the same story over and over. So, but yeah. What stories would she tell you over and over? I'm just curious. Oh, like how, um, like how she was living in a blind person's, like, blind home. Like, a home for the blind. Like, just, like, stories from her childhood. Like, those were really interesting things to me. But, you know, she was, she had a lot of disabilities, so a lot of her memory was kind of limited. So, I I enjoyed her presence all the time. I even enjoyed um, when she would sing, but it would get really loud sometimes. And then uh, even my older brother, he was like, oh, yeah, your aunt, because it's, it's my husband's aunt. But um, I remember taking her with me to Adam's house. And he was like, yeah, man, that last time we saw her, she was so happy. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm glad that they have that last memory of her. Do you think, so do you think when you die, if you, I guess, regardless of um, the circumstances, do you think you would visit your relatives? Like, what would you, if you had a choice, what would you do? I would haunt the fuck out of, like, I would come back, like, you know what I mean? I'd be that shadow like if if we are allowed to walk the earth for 30 days after we die fuck yeah i'm gonna come back as like a fucking shadow and you're, you're gonna be scared like i want you to know if i die anytime between now and like before you <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna visit you a few times just to sometimes i'll be floating at the top maybe i'll be in the corner 
Maybe I'll grab your feet. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but if I am allowed that chance, hell yeah. I'm going to come back and scare everybody. Hell yeah. I would like that. I would like to think it works that way. Would you come back? Damn, that's quite a sobering experience. I, honestly, like, yes, but like, I want to kind of, I like that. I like that dream, dreamscape, you know, like visiting people in their dreams kind of deal. Oh, I don't know how you do that. I don't know if that's a more technical, like an advanced ghost move to go to penetrate the dreams, but have you had that? I have not, oh, but really? I have not, but my mom, so my mom recently, um, she had like an upper respiratory infection and she took this medication that my grand grandpa takes and he has to take it's coracetin for those uh it's like basically uh uh cold and flu cough and cold medicine for like high blood people with high blood pressure so she took it and she's never taken it before and my mom is the type of mom so she as a kid she would sleepwalk and she would like like crazy sleepwalk right but when she took it, she so she passed out after she, she took it. And then all of a sudden she got a phone call that woke her up, right? Mm-hmm. And then she started talking. So I got up in the living room. I wanted to see what was going on. And she had that look on her face like that kind of like, that kind of sleep. If you have relatives or anybody who sleepwalks, you know what that, that kind of like thousand yard stare kind of deal. But she was talking about all these relatives that died. Like, um, like, like basically she, she confused Uncle Bert for your brother. And she's like, she's like, He's like, um, uh, Uncle Bert's at the door, and and mind you, dude, he he died like how many years ago, like decades ago, right? Uncle Bert, no, yeah. Uncle Bert's alive. Oh, oh my God, oh my God, so, uh, um, um, Uncle Lerman. Oh yeah, my God, I'm so uh, apologies, Uncle Bert. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's because he's the oldest. I mean, you, you can't you can't you can't. Anyways, so Uncle Lerman died decades ago, and he's like he's he's at the front door, and he's 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 muddy. He's all muddy and he wants to come inside the house. And she's like, but, and then she, that kind of like logic part, like she's in a dream state. So she's like, tell him, tell him to go away. Cause the house is messy. I can't entertain anybody right now. And then she started talking about your brother. No, no, no. She's like, she thought uncle Lerman was your brother. So she's like, it's Adam's brother. He's there. But we found out she was like conflating the two. So maybe she saw both of them, but it's fuck. It was creepy, dude. It was really creepy. So before my dad passed, he would see his sisters. And so, yeah, he would tell me like, oh, my sister visited me. And I'd be like, oh, shit. So I've, I'm, it's a weird experience having someone pass, visit you. So I, my grandma visit me and my dad visited me. And uh, I like to think, okay, so you know how I, I was talking about like, oh, I hadn't dreamed in a long time. So the last dream I had uh, it was my dad visiting me after he died. It was probably, um, okay, so he passed in September, February, the following year, was that last dream. And it was just him, like, him and my grandma. And then uh, it was basically him saying bye. Bye for right now. Yeah. And and so um, he was like, I'm with your grandma. And I remember him taking me to, I can't remember everything, but I remember the ending. Oh no, I do remember. Like I remember okay, I remember towards the end. It was kind of a stressful dream. I remember crying, like waking up crying. And so uh we walk we were walking through I wouldn't say it was hell. But we were walking for a while and it was hot. And then we ended up walking into like a dark room and then mama was sitting in a chair. Like we had to go through a trailer, like 
like a trailer, like a trailer room or whatever. And then mama was sitting there. And then my dad was telling me, okay, I have to go. I have to help your grandma. We have to go somewhere. And then like they just left. And then I remember like crying. And then my husband had woke me up because he's like, well, you're yelling in your sleep. Like, so I, I don't know what I was saying, but he was like, you, you were yelling really loud in your sleep. And I was like, what was I saying? He was like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't tell what you were saying, but it was very loud to where I woke him up. And I had woke up with like all these like tears in my eyes and stuff. So that was when my dad had visited me. And I remember when my grandma visited me after she died, like she visited everybody because because it was like, OK, I'm OK now like that. I'm OK now. And then I just remember waking up. But I didn't know my grandma had re- like passed like an hour before because the way we woke up, like, were you there? You were there, weren't you? No. Oh, man. It was uh, it was that we had we had watched Spring Breakers. Oh, fuck. I was there. You were there. Remember, Auntie Desi had, not Auntie Desi, Auntie Rosie had called and she was like, I have bad news. Oh, yeah. You were there, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember waking up to that. I didn't know Mama had died like, you know. So Auntie Rosie was the last with her. Yeah, Auntie Rosie was with her when she died, and that's why when we got that's that, right. vo- yeah. Did you feel guilty because you weren't there? Oh yeah, I, I did feel guilty because I wasn't there. So yeah, that was because we were just hanging out that night before Mama passed. So yeah, like that's yeah, that was that. So having, I don't know, having people pass visit you is a weird experience, especially if you don't, if you don't necessarily think you go anywhere after you die dude super spooky super spooky dude oh yeah. Oh my god yeah i've never um i've never experienced anything like that but uh if you if you die before me i guess you're gonna fucking show me Fuck yeah, yo. do you want do you know how like every time you see what is it, every time you see like a butterfly is your dad or what is it is every that a different insect dra- oh it's a dragonfly so do you want to be do you want to be an ins- insect as well like like when when you die and I'm like walking through a meadow do you want to be anything like a caterpillar or something I don't, I don't want to be a caterpillar I want to be like um like a very dark cockroach like super dark like <laughs> like abnormally dark like oh that's an abnormally dark cockroach that that would be me Damn. <laughs> Damn like abnormally dark is it are you the one that like you fly you fly to or you don't you just scurry around. I don't like flying roaches, so I'm gonna be the one that just. Whoa, you move so fucking quickly! Like, like why are you like that? Why, why are you, why are you that dark? And why do you move so quickly? I'm gonna be that cockroach, a cockroach. Damn, dude! When I die, I want to fuck around. I want to see what what's up with the Wendigos, dude. Straight up, I don't know why it's in my head, but like, I want to see. Do you think Wendigo, like Wendigo versus Bigfoot? Who do you who do you think would win? Wendigos, because Wendigos were uh, were Native Americans who cannibalized their own tribes, and then turned into a Wendigo, versus a Skinwalker. But yeah, Bigfoot, nah. Wendigo, yes. Damn, dude. Okay, what about like Bigfoot and a couple Chupacabras versus Wendigo? That scenario will never happen because first Chupacabras don't exist, <laughs> and Bigfoot, yeah, nah. All right, one more. I got one more. What about? the the dude from jeepers creepers versus wendigo aren't they the same thing just one's super american and sleeps for how many 
30 years, 24, 27, something. <laughs> he goes into hibernation. Wendigos are just always out there. Wendigo would win. Yeah, Wendigo. Damn, I really want to open up that franchise, Wendigo. Just like imagine like the Wendy's logo, but it's like a like a skinwalker. <laughs> one day I'll open up Take Wendo. <laughs> but that's a story for another day. Yeah, that is that is a story for another day. What do we got? What do we got right here? Mm, we've been talking for like fifty minutes. Damn. What do you want to close it out with? I will no longer. Well, there was minimal editing happening in our in post production, so I'm just never gonna edit. Honestly, I'm never gonna edit anymore. Yeah, dude, editing's for fucking cuckolds, dude. We just raw dog it. Oh yeah, we sure do. But I just wanted to end with, if you are into sober curiosity, and or just like okay, like if you've been taking that tea break and you're not sure if you want to break it or not. And you're super curious, I would just say hold out a little longer until you have a definite, like, until you're definitely sure you want to break that tea break. Because at the end of it, they're really, it was very underwhelming and disappointing. I mean, that's a good piece of advice. I mean, technically, I could take that advice. I'm still, um, I do have plans. I want to get, um, I want to stay clean because I'm going to have to piss test for this job. So, speaking of piss test, don't forget to, to give me pregnancy test. Because, um, yeah, for those who don't know, um, men could still piss on pregnancy tests. And if it comes out positive, you might want to get tested for cancer. So there's that. <laughs> Let's both be on some pee tests or on some pregnancy tests and see what the fuck happens. But yeah, I'm excited for December. I'm not feeling the holiday blues just yet. Um, Well, that was it for my part. Yeah, I mean, it was a good uh, another spooky episode for the books. Um. Yeah, I got I got nothing else. Shout out Waffle House. Shout out Wendigo. That's it. All right, guys. Until next time. <laughs>